Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Nick Tarter. I want to thank you for listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Bethany, Oklahoma, learning what it looks like to be in Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, so that our world can be saturated with the good news and the good works of Jesus. We invite you to join us on this journey, and we hope that this content will help you to grow to be the person God created you to be. And I want to talk today, I'm going to follow up, I'm going to try to follow up uh, the last three messages that Pastor Nick gave, and there is an outline which I will attempt to pay attention to um, in your bulletin. So if you didn't get a, a bulletin today, or, and if you're online, um, I, I'll try to be clear. Um, <clears throat> the name of my message is Get Lit. Be, be lit um, in Jesus. Now, um, again, Pastor Nick talked about persistent light, resilient light, living light um, the last three weeks. And um, I thought this week about the light of God and that the light of God is his life. Because in, in John's gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It says in verse 4, in him was life. In him was life. Would you say that after me? In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. What was the light of the world? The life of Jesus. Now, the Word made flesh is the light and the life in the world. So, the Word made flesh in our life, the Word made flesh alive in your life is the light of God in this world. So, I, I can try to shine and be bright and happy and cheerful all I want to on my own, but until I have the life of God pulsating in me and giving me life, that's where the light of the world comes from. Can you say amen? amen? Well, now here's the thing about that light. It's very powerful. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Aren't you glad that the light of Jesus Christ shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it? Another translation says the darkness has not comprehended it. Now, Psalm 36, verse 9 says, With you, O Lord, is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. I like fountains. I have a little pump on my back porch, a little um, homemade fountain. And I love to go out there and sit there and just turn that on and hear the water go. Sounds a lot better in person than it does me imitating it, but that that sound of water gurgling and bubbling is 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 it just reminds me of life, um, the fountain of life is Jesus Christ. There is a fountain filled with blood flowing from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Do you know that? 
lose all their guilty state. Come on, where are the Baptists in here? Don't, don't you sing that song? Lose all, can you sing it? Lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains. And sinners plunged beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stains. Ah, uh, there, we got it. It finally got there. All right. Yeah, amen. Now, if we're going to have the light of Jesus Christ in us, that means things that resist the light need to get out of the way, right? Okay, because he said, don't, let, don't, let your, don't hide your light under a bushel basket. If I put this bushel basket on the, on the candle, it'll burn. Yeah, I hear you going, ah, oh, don't do that. Now, so, <laughs> well, I don't want to hide the light, right? So I want to talk a little bit this morning about getting, get lit, in Jesus, all right? Don't, and, and, and Jesus said, don't, don't, put your, don't put your light under the table. Who's going who's to see that? But put it on the table so it will bring light to the whole house. Now, now the, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, it says, He who has the Son has what? Life. Yeah, it's hard to hear you through your masks. I know you, I know you were saying it. He, he who has the Son has life. If you don't have the Son of God, you're missing the life of God in you. And you're missing the light of God shining in you. So we need God to fill us with his life. And then in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing. How many of you know that's just spreading darkness? It's like, you know, walking around without a mask and being a super spreader. You know, if, if I had the Cora, if the CVD-19, the COVID-19 virus, and I just was spewing that around, well, complaining and gossiping and speaking negatively, that's what that's doing. That's just spreading that virus around. And it says, so do all things without glum, grumbling or disputing, all things. I'm not doing a very good job on that. So, but when I'm grumbling and complaining, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, right? You know, I'm, when I'm grumbling and complaining, I'm putting that, I'm putting that lamp under the, under the table. Because people can't see the life of Jesus in me because you never heard Jesus grumbling and complaining. Now, he spoke clearly, confrontationally. He spoke into the darkness and confronted it. Verse 15, so that you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights like stars in the world. Amen. Now, now uh, one translation says stars. Shine as lights. Shine as lights. Do you know you're a light? I grew I grew up on Long Island when when I was in high school we moved out to uh, the eastern end of Long Island and uh, we would go visit the Montauk Lighthouse how many of you have ever been to a lighthouse anybody ever been to a lighthouse? did you go up inside the lighthouse did you were you up in time you could see the where the how the beacon you know is there that bright light lumens you know what the purpose of the of the lighthouses was and and is right you know what the purpose is why? What's the purpose? So the ships don't hit the rocks. 
Yeah. So, oh, there's the light. I got to go that way. Okay. Not this way. There's the way. You're a beacon. You're a lighthouse. So people know to go toward Jesus and toward life, not in the darkness and stumble around. In the darkness, we don't even know what we're falling over. As I have proved many times. <laughs> that was my wife laughing, as she knows. Don't, don't you hate it when somebody leaves something out in the pathway that you're going to walk in the dark and they just leave it there. I especially hate it when I'm the one who leaves it there and I forget that I put that there. All right, let's go on. So you shine as a light. You're a light of the world only to the degree that you have the Son of God in your life. Only to the degree that you allow the Son of God to shine through you and give you life and light. Then you shine like a, like a star. Now, let me ask you a question. I got it on the outline there. Are you content to be a planet or are you trying to be the star? You want to be the star. Um, what was the name of the movie? St um, star, the, the Superstar. Superstar. The, the, the young girl wanted to be a superstar. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm showing my age. I, I just can't resist these pop references. I, we, were, we, we were praying before the meeting and uh, together and, and um, by anyways, anybody's welcome to come pray with us 10 a.m. Um, and and uh, I was trying to think of a song about, you know, light, you know, being the light. I was, I was trying to be spiritual and thinking of a, a scriptural song or a chorus that we know. You know what came into my mind? <laughs> Jim Morrison and the Doors. You know, come on, baby, light my fire. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I'm singing, come on, Jesus, light my fire. Come on, Jesus, light my fire. Lord, forgive me if that's being um, dishonoring in any way. But... Um, <laughs> But sometimes you just got to ask the Lord to light your fire. Amen. Sometimes you've just got to yield parts of our lives that we haven't really surrendered to him so he can burn it up and purify it. And we get close enough to him so some of those things will burn off of us just like the bounds were burnt off of the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Get some things burned off or like dross is burned out of the metal and it becomes pure and you can see your reflection in it, I'm told. All right, so among whom you shine as lights like stars in the world. Now a planet, you know what the difference is between a planet and a star, right? A planet does not have its own light. Do you know why a planet does not have enough, does not have as much light as a star? Do you know what's going on inside a star? Yeah, nuclear energy, right. Nuclear energy. And so a planet doesn't have that nuclear energy, like not, not as much as a star. So a planet can only reflect the light. A planet is a reflection of the energy, the power of the source, which is the sun. So do you want to be the star or do you want to be, are you content to be a planet? 
Because if I'm trying to be the star, if I'm trying to get the attention on myself, I'm probably going to burn out or burn up other people. I've done that, I know. So a planet, though, revolves around the star. A planet's whole source of light is the star. The sun, S-O-N, is our center of gravity, is our source around which we revolve. Now, give me some of the benefits of the sun. Imagine without the sun for a minute. Well, what does the sun give us? Name a couple of things. Go ahead, just name some things. Heat, light, vitamin D. Plants grow. Photosynthesis. What else? So we, so we get to eat, so food. No, right? Come on, warmth, light, what? Gravitational pull, thank you. Holding things in place. That's right. The sun, anybody ever tell your direction by looking at the sun? Okay, northeast, south, and west. All right, the sun, I, I listed, I think I listed nine things. Let me see, you got, you got a lot of them. This was... We are warmed, the sun kills germs, right? Get that COVID-19 virus out there in the sun. Um, kills germs, provides vitamin D to be healthy, helps living things like us and green plants grow, uh, and enables us to see solar power from which we can derive energy, activates those feel-good hormones like dopamine, I think. Anybody, does that, is that true? Yeah. I mean, you just feel better going in the sun, don't you? Yeah. When you're depressed, one of the things they say is get out of the house. Get in the light. Get in the sun. Activate some of those positive hormones in you and feel better. The sun is, <laughs> sun is very important. Is that all of them? Tells the approximate time. <laughs> so the sun is very important to our life. So it's okay to be a planet. You don't have to be a star. The sun has enough energy for you. The sun has enough light and warmth and health and, and germ-killing power to energize your life and fill you with light. But you've got to get close enough to the sun, right? You've got to get in proximity to the sun. You've got to let the light shine on you. All right. I think you know where I'm going. So now the, the next one is, what, um, um, I've got in there, what is my ohm reading? You know what my ohm... When I was a freshman in college, during, during um, some of you heard me told, tell the story before, um, they were having some kind of a workshop. Um, I don't remember what it was. Anyway, um, spiritual meditation or something. I said, okay, I'll, I'll go to that. So I went to that. So they had us all stand in a circle. And, uh, and um, the person started to leave. So, okay, everybody, you know, just... Just put your arms like this up, and now we're going to start to meditate. Everybody, ohm. <laughs> that was it. I was gone. Um, yeah, that's not the, what I was looking for in terms of meditation. Now, look, here's here, ohm, O-H-M. Do you know what an ohm is? If Steve were here, he could tell us, O-H-M. Probably, Pastor Nick probably knows uh, 
George, you know what ohm is. Now, this is an ohm meter. An ohm meter measures resistance to the flow of current. A volt is, what go, is, is, is the pressure that goes through a wire, all right? The current that goes through a wire is resisted by several factors. And this ohm meter helps to determine how much resistance there is. So if I, if I take these two wires and I, and I cross them, and you could see the ohm meter, it would be on zero. There's no resistance right now. See, so you're at home, you can, if you watch. There's no resistance right now. Now, what are some of the things that, that reduce the flow of energy in a wire? Do you know? Did you ever wonder when you looked at wires why some of these, like these cords that are on the floor stretching along, why they're so thick? Have you ever wondered that? Did you ever? No, you never wondered. <laughs> did, did, you ever, did you ever look at a really cheap, did you ever have one of these really cheap, don't, don't say yes, um, cheap uh, sound speaker or radio, uh, you know, uh, sound systems, uh, this little tiny wire, little tiny, tiny wire. Now, which do you think has more resistance those, to the flow of current? The little tiny thin wire or these great big fat wires? Wh which one do you think has more resistance? <laughs> the greater the gauge, the less resistance because the easier it is for the current to flow through it. Those tiny little wires are cheap and they don't have, they don't carry much current. But it's okay because probably those cheap speakers don't need a lot of current because if you put a thick wire on them and blast a lot of flow of energy through them, you'd probably what? Blow them up. That's right. God will match your capacity to allow his energy, his light, and his life to flow through you. Otherwise, you would blow up. So the question is, how open are you or how much resistance? You ask, is resistance good? No. Resistance is not good. Resistance is futile. <laughs> no, sorry, that just came out. No, you don't, you don't want resistance. <laughs> You don't want resistance. You want to get lit. Say, I want to get lit. I want to get lit. <laughs> In Jesus. In Jesus. That's right. In Jesus. Now, now look. The thicker the wire, the less resistance. You know what else causes resistance? The material that that wire is made out of. So expensive wire is made out of copper because copper is a good conductor. You, we want to be a good conductor, right? We want the light to flow through us. We want the energy of God to flow through us, the life. We want to be filled with the life of God and, and his energy and life and light flow through us. So we want, we want to be a good conductor like copper. The thickness, the material, and there's another factor, and that is proximity. How close you are to the source. If I'm closer to the source, I, the current is easier to get 
to me there's going to be less resistance. So I put those three things together, and I, and I could, if you like, lists that start with, you know, the same letter. You could talk about to be empowered, you need proximity, purity, and presence. I'm sorry, you need proximity. That's his presence. You need proximity to God's presence. Accept your presence. Go with us. We, we, don't, we, we're not, we don't want to go anywhere without your presence, Moses said to the Lord. Yeah. Purity. The purity of the, of the copper makes it a, a good conductor. Purity in our life. His purity in our life makes us a better conductor. And the, the third P was purpose. Are you about your purpose? Is it about you? Are you trying to be the star of your life? Or are you focused around his purpose? You revolving around him as your center? Do you ask him, Lord, what should I do with my free time right now? What should I do tomorrow? Where should I go? Should I, should I stop? I was convicted uh, this week. I shared this Wednesday night in our small group um, because I was driving home and I noticed a neighbor that um, I have never met, never talked to, because um, I hardly ever see him. And he was outside mowing his lawn. And um, I thought, well, I could, I could go and, and stop and talk to him. I've been praying for them because we're doing the bless, bless, bless your neighbor. What's it called? Bless, bless every neighbor? Bless your neighbor? Blesseveryhome.com. It's a really wonderful way to um, pray for your neighbors. Anyway, so I've been praying for him, but uh, I'd never seen him to really talk to. Did I stop? I just went right into my driveway and went about whatever I was doing. I don't know what it was. And that night, um, before I went to bed, I, I was in my bedroom and I spilled some little pieces of paper fell on the floor. And I was, ah, oh. I got down and I'm picking up the little pieces of paper off the floor. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you're more concerned about those little papers, pieces of paper on the floor than you are your neighbor. I said, wow. I'll get down on the floor and pick up little pieces of paper, and I won't go next door to my neighbor to talk to him. So guess what? Yesterday, he was out doing his lawn again, so I got to go talk to him. And um, you can't shine with other people if you don't have proximity to them. So you want the presence of God. You want to be close to God. And we got to get close to people. The blind man testifies to us. I was desperate. So desperate I cried out to Jesus. And he came near to heal me. The leper testifies to us. I was unclean. No one would come near me. I cried out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus came close to me and touched me. The man in the ditch, beaten and wounded, robbed. Who came near to him? Jesus. When you and I are ready to identify with the blind, with the lame, with the leper, with those 
who have been disenfranchised, those who have been robbed from directly or indirectly by someone's particular sin or by institutionalized evil, which many are calling systemized, systemic racism. The, when we're ready to identify with them, we will recognize our own blindness. Can you say amen? We will recognize our own lameness, like I did. I didn't go to my neighbor. We will recognize our own woundedness, that we've been robbed of the light of God. We've been robbed of his life. And then we will be more motivated to touch the leper because we remember we were unclean and he touched us. But we have to first be like Jesus and identify with the blind and the lame and the leper and the man in the ditch. So, Paul, would you go over there to the wall? There's a dimmer switch. Um, and uh, have you ever used that? Have you ever turned that off? Put your finger on that dimmer switch. Yeah, yeah, just hold it down. See, this is a problem with us. We got our hand on the dimmer. And the darkness that's in this room right now, we need to get lit for Jesus. We need to get lit. We need to shine like these candles. They're brighter in the darkness. Thanks, Paul. You can turn it back on. Let's get our hands off the dimmer switch. You want to get your hand off the dimmer switch? Here's what the dimmer is. It's self-protection. Selfishness. Concerned about my comfort. Me bypassing my neighbor. My, our, our next door neighbor had knee surgery, knee replacement surgery two days ago. I, I, while I was getting ready to come to the meeting, wow, this is, this is pretty close to the Good Samaritan story while I'm thinking about it. I'm hearing a mower, a lawnmower going, and I'm thinking to myself, that can't be Bill. He just had knee replacement surgery. So finally, I get my stuff, I'm running a little late, get my stuff together, come out of the room, walk into my car, and his wife is mowing the lawn. Now, wives can mow the lawn. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying a, a woman can't, can't do it, but she's like my age and um, not the sturdiest, strongest, you know, quickest, um, agile person. It's not, not really probably the most safe thing for her to be. So I walk her, I said, what are you doing? Let me mow. Let me mow the lawn. And, you know, I might have been late getting here, but I would have, I would have, she, no, 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 you can't, I have to run. So, I, so, so anyway, we went in and we talked to our, uh, our neighbor, and I said, look, you, you know, we, you got to let us help you. And if we are not, if we won't get close enough proximity to Jesus and proximity to those who are like the, person in the ditch, we will not shine in the darkness. So let's get our hands off the dimmer and let's get lit for Jesus. Now, the three things that 
I'm going to review these, these messages from real, real quickly. Real quickly. For three weeks, Pastor Nick talked about Jesus living in us as the light of the world and that we cannot be light without his life filling us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot live light if we don't believe that the light and life of God are persistent and resilient. In him was life, and this life was the light of the world. It shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, it's not your light. It's his light in you. It's overcoming light. It's resilient. It's persistent. The darkness cannot overcome it. Now, the enemy will tell you, the enemy will try to put shame on you and fear on you. Like we sang this morning, fear and shame can go to hell. Yes. Part one was the call to live light without the baggage of sin and offenses and bad attitudes and stinking thinking, grumbling and complaining like Philippians 2. Because wrong thinking and believing blinds us to the truth and to Jesus' life. So again, Bart... Blind Bartimaeus was our example that Pastor Nick gave, desperately dependent upon crying out to Jesus in faith, and Jesus touched him. And again, there are those around us who have been mistreated, marginalized, physically harmed, diseased, despised, lacking God's presence, God's family. We started, we, we, we held a forum here this week with... Pastor Lee Rolland, and um, you're going to hear more about this. We're going to talk more about it. It'll be edited. Pastor Nick's going to edit and post it. And one of the, one of the things that Marcellus, who has ministered here in our coffee house um, at least three times, and to hear our black brothers talking about their experience of racism. And I've known Lee for 25 years. And I walked out with him. I said, Lee, I, I feel terrible. All those years, you were the principal right next to our church, and, and we were doing stuff together there, our church and the school, and, and I never knew that you were experiencing racism. I never knew you were, you'd, you'd grown up feeling these things and, and having these, these things. If we're willing to yield ourselves God will light us up. But we got to be willing to see that there are areas in us that have been blind. Whether by choice or not by, or, you know, whether we just didn't know. In part two, Pastor Nick talked about the persistent light of Christ in us as the church. The church is a persistent light in the world of darkness. That we go through... When we go through the motions of church and religion without God's love inflaming our hearts, then we're basically the blind leading the blind. It is only in knowing Jesus personally and his love for us and allowing his love to work through us in good deeds and words that we'll shine in this world. So it's critical that we believe Jesus is the light, that we believe he will light us up and allow his light to come through simply by yielding ourselves and being obedient. 
He talked about the Good Samaritan. Now, I don't know if you can relate to the Good Samaritan. Beaten down until Jesus was willing to interrupt his life with the Father and come to us. Robbed by the devil, by the world, by life. Jesus found us. He got involved in our life. I've been passed by and unhealed by the religion of trying harder. Trying to fix things and people on my own. Be the star. The star. As if I was the savior. Jesus invested his own life in me to restore me to life. Jesus came to live in me as light in life. Because he's the resilient light. He's the the source of the fullness of life. And last Sunday, Pastor Nick and taught from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 about all of us reflecting the persistent light of God in Christ Jesus and reminded us how the leper cried out to Jesus, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. Do you think Jesus is willing to heal our nation, to heal the nations of the world? Do you think Jesus is willing to reconcile people who have been at odds or hatred, who have misunderstood one another. Yes, he's willing because he gave his life to reconcile us. And Ephesians 2 says he's removed the barrier between us. The blood of Jesus Christ reconciles us to one another and to God. The world preaches tolerance, but Jesus brings mercy that transforms. The world says we should tolerate the twisted brokenness and the curse of sin in our lives, except when someone infringes on my individual rights. <laughs> then I'm not going to be tolerant, huh? But Jesus came to heal us and to make us righteous by his mercy. He came to begin a new order of life and light in which we lay down our lives to bring his love and his light. I appreciate those who have out of the divine spark that is in them risen to an occasion a need a moment in time to use their voice even to go public and and even I appreciate the motivation to stand with people who have been bypassed or um, and we'll talk about this. I can't get started in, in, in detail right now, but I appreciate you if you've been one of those that have raised your voice, that have gone and been present, made yourself public in order to stand alongside. I appreciate that. But we know that the hope of the world for racial peace and reconciliation and justice is in the power of the kingdom of God and the gospel being lived to the fullest extent in our lives. That's the transformation of government that is needed. Educational systems, law enforcement, media, financial systems and institutions, businesses, health provisions. We can disciple the nations with the resilient mercy of Jesus Christ. Because he said so. He said, go, preach the gospel to every creature and disciple, make disciples of the nations. He said it. 
Get lit for Jesus. Proximity to God. Get close to his presence. Carry his presence with you. Worship him. Praise his name. Pray. Conversation with him inwardly, constantly. Embarrass yourself while you're sitting in your car at the stop sign or light and sing to the Lord until the person next door looks at you and says, oh, they must be listening to the radio. That person is really lit. Yeah, get lit for Jesus. Sing his songs. Let him sing you. I was walking around the grocery store singing, not too loud because I don't want to be a super spreader, you know. But singing, what would happen if people started to recognize the song of the Lord that we were singing and they started singing along with us? Have you seen those videos of places like Brazil where people were hanging out their windows, singing together, kneeling down along the street, practicing social distancing, but singing, calling out to the Lord like the blind man, the leper, like the man who had fallen in the ditch. Let's get lit for Jesus, church. Get your hand off the dimmer. Say, God, forgive me, cleanse me. Get rid of the self-protection, the impurities, and the things that are hindering. Love your neighbor. Get close to them. Get rid of the resistance so the ohm meter says zero. And the current of God's energy flows through you. And you'll be like a planet, centered and revolving around and drawing all your life from the Son of God. Because it's no longer us who lives. <laughs> the life that we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. We can trust Him. You can trust the life and the faith of Jesus Christ to be your light and your life, to be the lighthouse in you, so you will become a light and a beacon for others. Proximity to Jesus. His presence in you. Be empowered. Proximity, purity, and be about His purpose. The gospel filling the earth, filling our nation, filling our city, filling our neighborhood. One last story. We, and I, I, we had a, a, a brother of color over to the house Thursday night, and we just spent hours listening to him talk. His perspective is different than my perspective as a, as a person of non-color, a person who's lived in a very safe and, and, and um, what's the word, um, sanitized, if you will, protected environment all my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? But his experience, many things of it, raw and unfiltered, if, if, if they have the opportunity to share, and it moves in us, and we should be moved. Jesus was moved by the blind man's shout. He was moved by the leper's cry. 
And the good Samaritan was moved by the man in the ditch along the side of the road. May we be so moved that we'll be lit for Jesus and light the world on fire. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I pray for anybody who's at home listening or in this room right now, who's become dull, who's become fearful or confused or worried or anger, who's been involved in complaining and confusion. The light hasn't been shining. Lord, I pray for anyone who's longing for the fire of God, longing for an inflamed heart with his passion, longing for his presence. I pray for you, if that's you, if you long for his presence to be real. And if once you knew it, but you'd be need renewed in your first love, that he'll purify you. That he'll purify and cleanse you from impediments and resistance so his love will flow through you. And that you'll be about his purpose and know that he works all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and who love him. May you be filled with the love of God. May you be brought back into his purpose for your life. May he transform you. And may you be lit with the love and the life of Jesus, overcoming the darkness and being his light. In Jesus' name, if we can help you, please call if you would like prayer. Please call the number on your screen. Let us pray with you or reach out to us. And if you're here this morning and you'd like prayer, we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to speak the life of Christ. Now, there's a second part to this message, and I'm just going to tell you. It's about the dark night of the soul and the dark night of the senses because there are times when we have to go through those times of desolation. It's part of God's growing. And I, Lord willing, I'd like to talk about that next week. So I don't want this to sound like, like, uh, like I'm unaware of those times. Actually, I'm pretty aware of those times in my own life. So I'll talk, we'll talk about that, Lord willing, next week. But this week, we're asking for the light of God and life of God to light us up. Amen. You've been listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. If God spoke to you or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can email Pastor Nick directly at nick at newcovenantokc.org. If you'd like more information about our church, you may visit us on the web at newcovenantokc.org. We can't wait to hear from you.